feel like I had something to talk about, but like it's the it's the hardest part of doing these in quarantine is that nothing is happening. I know, like I, I just kind of figured if baseball were going on, that's all we'd be. <laughs> right, we've been talking about a lot of baseball. <laughs> there's man, remember there's baseball? We are, we are. When the when the fucking Korean league or the the Taiwanese league starts, the I'm, the Chinese professional baseball league, uh, Rocketed Monkeys, hell yeah, I am. I just, it, I need it and it needs to be live, okay? Like, it's not that I don't appreciate old games, it's just, it's you not... Can't, you can't wake up at, you can't wake up at five in the morning and watch, watch uh, Taiwanese baseball? No, no, that's, I can, and I will. That's Cause, fine. Because that is, uh, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. That's, I mean, like, I, I usually don't go to sleep till six anyway. <laughs> which I'm, which I'm trying to fix, but like, you know, whatever. It's my, it's an excuse. I get to watch Taiwanese baseball. Any baseball, I guess, kind of sounds like what South Korea's back in spring training now. Are they? Let's see. South, I mean, if South Korea in baseball, like South Korea is uh, better at baseball than Taiwan. Uh, just like we, get, I mean, presumably we get more, we get better players in the major leagues from Korea than we do from Taiwan. So uh, I'd presume that South Korean baseball will be higher quality than Taiwanese baseball. And then on top of that, I think there's also more of an, an English-speaking population in South Korea, so you might also get more English broadcasts. Man, talking about South Korea right now, or to rather talking talk about the peninsula right now, have you been following any of the news about Kim, Jong, Kim Jong-un? Were we all talking about this the other night? Yeah, we were. It sounds like maybe he's not dead. <laughs> because <laughs> because i right like i feel like you probably would have heard about it by now well i don't know it's south korea south korea north korea like they could they could absolutely cover it up and nobody would know for a little while until they decide they want people to know yeah I, it's just it's a lot of the it's a lot of the stuff since we were talking about this the other night i think i think i was looking at this also yesterday and it was you know same same news. And then I was definitely reading about the death of Kim Jong-il and like it it didn't seem like there was a significant delay between his death and it actually being announced in state media. And I'm trying to remember about when when it was announced that Castro had died if there was speculation that he'd actually died quite some time before it was announced. Yeah, I remember that with with Castro and with Ill um that there was there was a belief that they had died before the state media had said they'd actually died i thought wasn't there like a year between ill dying and state media i thought that's what you said the other night when you're looking at wikipedia let me look again at his death when when you were saying it maybe maybe i just misheard you because it was like three in the morning Okay, so reported that he died of a suspected heart attack on december 17 2011 while traveling by train it was reported in December 2012, however, that he had died in a fit of rage over construction faults at a crucial power plant. So, oh, the so, current so Wikipedia like, date is December 2011, but that's but the news about the different cause of death was December 2012. Um, December 2012. You know, it might have been... Well, no, on 12th January 2012, North Korea called him the eternal leader. His funeral was the 28th December 2011, it must have been, because they definitely did stuff posthumously in February. So it wasn't a full year. So maybe it was 
shortly after, and then they said he died on a fit of rage, not in another uh, way. Why was Un? <laughs> Un's the youngest. Why was Un made the successor? Just because? The original successor was... Uh, I remember reading about the brother that, that was assassinated. Um, but I don't remember what it was detailed, except that like there'd been incidents and he'd also maybe done some criticism. I keep looking at this picture in the Wikipedia article, article of the death and the state funeral of Kim Jong-il. And it's like his, it's, I mean, it's a great picture, but it's also been like airbrushed. How big is this picture? Original file, 22,000 by 29,000 pixels. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Is this uploaded by North Korean state media? Uh, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful picture. I gotta be completely honest here. Just like, just like his beautiful daughter who you stand? No. <laughs> I have been talking to several people about Kim Jong recently. I'm I'm really glad that you brought this up because I totally forgot about it, and I remember my one my one the one thing I was upset about <laughs> was that this it was not in the beginning of a Motion City podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, that okay, you were talking this, about this is, this that you were talking about <laughs> how how attractive Kim Yo Jong is and no, uh, how if if. Yeah, I, you kind of said it, and, no, and, no and how no, I, I have a problem. <laughs> and how you would love to stand her. That's that's no. those those are the two things I remember. Listen, are, it's pretty late are, at night. You are misrepresenting me. I said that as soon as like in the hypothetical where Kim Jong Un dies, and Kim Yo Jong becomes the next supreme leader of Korea, then there's going to be a lot of I I just I figure. Some of the current K-pop stands are going to also migrate to being Kim Yo Jong stands, and you would and you would want to be one of those. You said I that. Would, you if, said if if she began the process of opening North Korea, right? Like this would be an excellent opportunity, transition of power to begin to to begin to open the country, and that would be that's like you know like. Human rights, like you know, how many people? Those are those are good things. That's a reason to stand somebody. Sure, sure, yeah, it's great. It's a great idea. I mean, if like if like right now Kim Jong Un were not potentially dead, but if if over the past couple of years he had been like opening the country to to international assistance and like doing all of this stuff for the people, like he would be a worldwide heralded figure like he would be do you do you think do you think if he dies and his sister or whoever gets into power and starts opening the borders and all that do you think that person let's presume it's Kim Kim Yo-jong do you think she would win a Nobel Peace Prize for opening North Korea up Um, I, you, I guess it depends think, on do, the. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Dennis Rodman won a, North, a Nobel Peace Prize? Oh my God! I mean, maybe though. <laughs> but actually, how amazing would that be? <laughs> that would be that would be an amazing idea. If uh, uh, it, it, it would it, it would depend on what they like ultimately did. But like the the person who if she took power was like, hey, now that my brother is dead, we can start 
unfucking this situation. Um, like it's one of those things I'm sensitive about is that like our information about the events of North Korea are probably at least like are pretty curated. So like, while I don't doubt that it's so such a significant shift that like things in North Korea are really good. I at least want to be sensitive to like, like the information that I receive about North Korea. I don't really have a way of like vetting except to hope that the person bringing it to me is, you know, I'm, I'm also not going hard to, to the other side of saying like, Oh no, it's, 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 I'm sure it's a paradise there. Just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I just I think I think saying that uh, on a recorded podcast would uh, would be a bad idea. I like to tell you all my bad ideas. I hang them with the good to dilute the awful truth. I've been asleep for nearly fifteen years. All the dreams I've ever had outweigh the life I'm not yet living. Hello, helicopters, and welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast, the only Motion City soundtrack podcast on the internet, as far as we're aware. If there's another one, please let us know, because we will listen to it. Uh, or I will That's at true. least. I'll, I'll listen to it. <laughs> like, be happy to listen to another Motion City soundtrack podcast. Uh just don't think there is one. I, of course, am Tell your host. Tell me Motion City soundtrack stuff. I listen to Tony's podcast. That's good. Enjoy That's it. true. Yeah. Nice yeah. voice. Our albums. Bizarre albums. Um, I am Nam Sadiqi, your host. Joining me, as always, is the co-host of this show, Jake Walden. How's it going, Jake? Every day is the same. Yep. Yep. Same as always. Same as it ever was. <laughs> same as this is not my beautiful <laughs> wife. This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> Let the days go by. Uh, <laughs> just do a Talking Heads podcast. You want to do a Talking Heads podcast? <laughs> um, well, I know, I know, I, I know like just, two Talking Heads songs. I know just songs. that song. Yeah. So. What's, no, I know uh, they, they did, um, what's the other song? Oh my God. Uh, they did a song in Clerks 2, Nothing But Flowers. You've seen you've seen Clerks too, right? Many years ago. No, oh, well, the, the 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 beginning song, like after the after the quick stop burns down, when Dante's driving around and picking Randall up to go to work at movies, uh, they, there's a Talking Heads song called "Nothing But Flowers." I like that you song. Watched Clerks too. The last time I watched Clerks too, ooh man, probably like ten years ago. I'm checking if Clerks is on. I just I, I just want to rewatch Clerks just to like I watched it as like a freshman in high school. Yeah, so that's I when to, I probably watched all of the um Kevin Smith uh, Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. yeah, I just want to watch it just like you know to be able to with fresh eyes. Oh, Psycho Killer! Psycho Killer is also um oh. the Talking Heads. Psycho Killer. Mm-hmm. say so we know th- I know three Talking Head songs, which is uh, perfect to start a Talking Head podcast. <laughs> I actually, uh, uh, Alex and I were talking about starting uh, a a podcast. We I even registered a Twitter account 
we just never we haven't scheduled a time to record yet but we might uh, we might record a new podcast so did uh Keep keep tuned to here and uh, and my Twitter and Alex's Twitter uh, to see if we if we ever get around to starting our our new music podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is uh, this is Motion City podcast uh, where we talk all about Weezer. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about Jimmy Eat World? Let's talk about Jimmy Eat World. No, uh, <laughs> we're talking. Well, you know, the song uh, this, after "Bad Idea" sounds like Jimmy Eat World. Uh, yeah, we are talking about "Bad Ideas," the ninth uh, track off of Motion City Soundtrack's fifth album, um, "Go." Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! That's such a weird-looking word. I swear to God, I'm sober. Oh, there's a CD <laughs> in here too. I just found out. That I literally so I bought this record uh, at the Milwaukee show on February 14th. He bought the uh, Go this record. year. I bought the record for Go. Yeah. And I already had it on CD. Like I, I had the CD is usually is in my car, uh, but I just I literally I think I just opened it for the first time today when Jake was asking about something before we recorded, and I just took like was taking the record out to check something, and it turns out the record also came with a Go CD. So now I have two CDs of Go. Nice. So maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a giveaway. Maybe we'll give away my second Go CD because I don't need two of them. I'm happy with the one I have and the record. You have um, one for the CD player in your room and one for your car. I don't. I don't have a CD player in my room. I guess I have the PS4. But like, I have, I have, uh, I have two Google Homes and a Google Chromecast Audio to play music off of, and a computer that does not have a CD player. This is um, a conversation <laughs> I was having with my, with my mother. We have a Google Home. You know, we have a fancy. I have a, like, again, I have, I have a record player in my room. But I do not have a CD player in my room. But I have like four different Bluetooth audio devices in my room. Like I can, I, there's so many ways for me to play audio in my room. The only CD player I have, like I said, is the PlayStation Four. Is the only I think optical drive in my room. That's not true. I think there's like three other optical drives in my room in like parts that I don't use. <laughs> like I think I have and like, and the like optical the drive you use as a cup holder, as a coaster, uh, as a coaster, as a coaster. Uh, that one. I, I don't know if I put the optical drive back in there. That one, I, I had two hard drives in there and I took one of the hard drives out and put the other one in because I had the hard drive crashed. Weirdly, the solid state drive is the one that crashed. Very strange. Um, I've had that that doesn't normally happen. What's that? You've had that happen? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, but it was really annoying. I was like, I got the solid state drive with the intention that it wouldn't crash, but the other drive also had Mac OS on it. So I just swapped drives and it was fine. Um, but uh, that one came with an optical drive. But I took the optical drive out to put the other hard drive in because I'd never used the optical drive. And I don't know if I put the optical drive back in or if it's just like in a box somewhere. And then the PS3 is actually downstairs. So I think I, only, I, think I have one other optical drive in this room, which is either in the computer or not. It's just somewhere. There, I don't think there's a third optical drive in my room. I'm wondering if there's like a, is like a, a part in my room that's an optical drive somewhere, but I don't think so. Uh, I haven't built a computer with an optical drive. I haven't had a computer with an optical drive besides that one from 2013. Besides that, which I which I replaced in 2015. Yeah, who needs an optical drive? Someone who wants to watch DVDs on their computer. Who watches DVDs on their computer? Me. Why? Because I have lots of DVDs. 
Yeah, but I like I have lots of DVDs too, but I either stream them or if I very, very rarely want to watch them, I pop them in my PS4 and watch them on the TV. Well, you know, I don't like watching, like especially a movie I've seen before. I'd, you know, except if you want to do something else while watching. I uh, know I, I have plenty of movies that I don't think are streaming anywhere. Well, no, usually, usually the stuff that I own, like I buy stuff that I can like stream oh like, no, you know, no, no i'm, I'm talking well, no it's it's like it's like when we were talking about john tucker must die it's like i'd go to the like the you know the vintage stock owned store here where they'd have a yeah. bunch of dvds for like three dollars each and it just you know buy a bunch of movies which which by the way you mentioned you mentioned vintage stock in the last episode and i just i didn't hear you say vintage stock because we did have that in st louis v stock um v stock which is the cooler way to say it, I guess. It was <laughs> it was uh, at the Chesterfield Mall out of the Barnes & Noble. They uh, they took the Barnes & Noble, or, or it might have been a Borders, I don't know, but whatever it was, it was like either going out of business or they just bought it before it went out of business and made it a V-stock. So it's like, it's a big-ass V-stock. It's two floors. Yeah, what, man, that is a big building. It is. It's awesome. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not even the whole building. And there's, there's, there's maybe... Th- like three things left in that mall is absolutely dead. Like the last time I went to that mall, the food court wasn't open. Um, Jesus. Like there's it's there's really two things in there. It's the V stock and the AMC. The last the only the only reason I went to that mall that time was to see we were going to see I think Toy Story four, um, and so I went to the mall. We went to we went you know I think we got there early for the movie. Or we watched the movie, and after the movie, we were like, well, you want to run in V-Stock and like, check it out real quick? So we walked in V-Stock, looked around for some stuff. I don't remember if we bought anything. I did. I actually, speaking of Kevin Smith, I bought my DVD of Dogma there. Um, nice. I don't know where it is, but it, uh, it must be in like a box somewhere. But it was, it was like a special edition DVD of Dogma, which is a movie that... Uh, do, do you know the story behind why Dogma isn't streaming anywhere? No, I don't. Like... Like John Tucker Must Die is a movie that's not streaming anywhere, but if I wanted to, like I could, you know, rent it for three bucks on Google Play Movies oh, or whatever. Oh, Dogma is straight up not available to to stream either. Dogma, you literally is it's not. First, also John Tucker Must Die is on Hulu, so it's really easy to watch. Um, but which I I feel like it wasn't when I watched it because I definitely torrented it. Anyway, <laughs> beside the point. Um, uh, so Dogma is when. When Dogma came out, Kevin Smith was still working with Harvey Weinstein on all of his movies. Oh, this is the time, you know. Well, I Smith and Tarantino. I feel like I remember hearing something. Yeah, Tarantino was this. too at the time. Like you know, yeah, that, that yeah. was that was just a big thing. You know, it was it was Miramax and Miramax was signing all these things. And Miramax at the time, uh, when when Smith and um, and Tarantino first began the relationship with Miramax, Miramax was not owned by Disney, but. Uh, later, Miramax got bought by Disney, but it was like a separate thing. So, um, so Disney, you know, all the Miramax movies. So, like, technically, you know, I think like not Pulp Fiction, but like Jackie Brown is a is a Disney movie. Um, and uh, you know, like movie movies from around that era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, uh, let me see. Miramax was bought by Disney in 1993. So actually, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Are Disney movies, um, just just like did I mean not anymore, right? But at the time when they were produced, they were produced by a company that was owned by Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Dogma came out, Dogma was coming out, and the Catholic League was pissed. Of course, like they absolutely they 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 were they like this this is not happening. You will not release this movie. 
and they um, they said basically if Disney released Dogma, then the they would instruct all Catholics to boycott Disney, and uh, Disney was very concerned about that, and so they they said they were not going to release that movie, um, but they allowed the Weinstein's to buy the rights. They couldn't release it under Miramax, but they allowed Har- Bob and Harvey Weinstein to to release it themselves. So Bob and Harvey Weinstein, not the Weinstein company, mm-hmm. Bob and Harvey Weinstein own the rights oh, to God. the movie Dogma. Which is why you can't find it on streaming anywhere because they'd have to like make up the rights agreement themselves and they just they have no reason to do it. And also, you know, Harvey's in jail now. Um, Jesus. But, but li- like the, the rights to that movie, the rights to the streaming of that movie, the rights to the Blu-ray of that movie, like you can't get the Blu-ray to that movie either because like they, they did one Blu-ray press one time and if you find, like you can find it reissued for like 70 bucks on Amazon and eBay and stuff because Bob and Harvey Weinstein independently own the rights to that movie. Surely there are like civil suits against them that might... So like, open? you know, who knows, you know, and like, is, can Kevin Smith afford to sue and try to, oh, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, are there, are there, you know, victims, do they have civil suits against Weinstein right now that are going on? Yeah. I mean, they do. Right. But like, you know, it potentially can Kevin Smith try to like convince Harvey Weinstein that if he gives him this much money, they can go towards a suit or whatever. But like, what you know, Bob nobody Weinstein? has civil Harvey's probably gonna be fucking dead soon. Yeah, well, yeah, but like nobody, nobody in one of those civil suits is trying to get the rights to dogma. You know, like <laughs> you would, you would, you would think though that they that they're, they're trying to liquidate anything they already own, and maybe they could sell the rights to dogma back to Kevin Smith to to, to get some money. Maybe Kevin Smith doesn't want to buy them because he doesn't want to give the money back to you know Bob and yeah, Harvey. Wasn't, like, wasn't was it another movie that he made with him? Like Smith announced he was donating all the like all subsequent. Um, earnings from it would go to whatever charity. Was that Kevin uh, I Smith? I assume so. I mean, Kevin Smith and and Quentin Tarantino are the two big names, probably that uh, that you know pr- worked very heavily with uh, with the Weinstein's in that mm-hmm. time. But I don't know what Kevin Smith movies would still be making money. Um, you know, like the. Well, the- Dogma, I mean, Dogma is probably the the. You know the most cult. It's just so funny to me that the Catholics were critical of that movie. Like, I mean, you know, you, you know the so, Catholics, right? So, like, I, I, mean, I like I understand fundamentally why, and like the the you know the plot point is that the Catholics screwed up so much that they might you know fail existence. It's, well, it's, but it's, it's just it's that it's that some of them just don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> like the 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 Catholic like most Catholics I know have a great sense of humor. I the, the Catholic love, Church. But John Paul would, a, would have fucking love that movie. <laughs> I, 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 who knows? Right here. I just, Francis, like, Francis probably watched it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> like at the time like at the time of watching it um, like last time I went to church really was like when my church club, I, I'm you know it's, it's just like even at that time I just thought man it's a movie with religious stuff but also it doesn't suck and I, I don't know I felt like portraying God as Alanis Morissette felt right yeah and uh God, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name wrong George Carlin no 
Although George Carlin is, of course, Alan Rickman. Person. Alan Rickman as the voice of God. Thank Herald, you. Metatron. Metatron Herald, um, Absolutely. Yeah. Alan Rickman as the Metatron, uh, Herald of the Almighty, and the voice of the one true God. Oh, my God. So good. It's so it's good. Just, like, it's just, it's not, you know. I watched, I watched that movie with my parents, and they hated it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's really vulgar, right? Like, I get it. My parents I, are not, like, my parents are very um, straight-laced, like, very conservative um, Muslims, you know? So, like, they, I, I get why they didn't like it, but, like, because it's very vulgar, but, like, it's so good. It's I really really like that movie. Um, okay, so now now, now that we've done the Blink 155, 30 minutes of talking about something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's talk about that idea. <laughs> uh, we've been looking we've been looking for an excuse to do that. <laughs> um so, Bad Idea, like we said, is the ninth song off of Go, the fifth Motion City soundtrack album. Jake, you picked this song. Uh, Why did you pick this song particularly? Well, what? We've only done The Worst Is Yet To Come off of Go. Have we done? Did we do? I think we've only done Worst Is Yet To Come, yeah. Yeah, so I I was looking through. felt like we'd been spending a lot of time lately on the, on the early parts of the discography. So I was looking at later and we've done panic stations we we of course i think we're on three songs from my dinosaur life so i think we're on, I think we're on three from my dinosaur life and three from uh, commit, uh not commit this memory three from even if it kills me yeah so it's like well we'll find something from go and then it was just you know what what seemed right to me i listened through the album um you know, now, I, I will like say it. so you've been you've been waxing uh about how much you love son of a gun recently yes yes is there a reason you picked this over that you just want to save it for later uh, it's, it's a little bit about that um uh, maybe it's a lot about that yeah <laughs> i'd love son of a i mean obviously i love all their music I, I mean, but I, I love I, yeah i uh, i that's just that's just one that strikes me like it's it, it, uh, <laughs> sorry about a different song i just don't feel like there's a moment of him singing better it's so so good but of course there's you know it's it's everywhere you know this the, the, the music that we enjoy is everywhere and their discography um yeah so i you know bad idea was a song that i'd not i'd listened to it insofar as i'd listened to the album but i didn't hadn't like listened to it a lot like true romance like son of a gun like timelines um and they were, you know, like every song, listening to it on repeat, um, you know, shows interesting things. Yeah, you know, the touches. Um. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of this song. This is this is uh, one of my favorites off of Go. Um, it's 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 one of those songs that I just like remember. Um, I don't know, just listening to a lot and. You know, it, it's it's one of those songs that that's not necessarily relationshipy, but like it always felt relationshipy when when I was listening to it. Maybe it's because like I would I, I was in a relationship when it like when it not when it came out, but like shortly after, the, I guess a year after this album came out. But um, yeah, it just it just always struck me as as being a little bit relationshipy, and and I related to it in a relationshipy way. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a song that I like that I've always felt. Th- this song and "Son of a Gun." I don't know, like which are "Son of a Gun's way earlier on the album, right? It's track mm, three. Yeah. But uh, but these two songs, coincidentally, uh, just really sort of fit together for me in a in a different way. I get it. Uh, 
it, it, it feels kind of like the same story. I don't know. Two parts of a, of a similar story. I don't know. Lyric, lyrically, it's a, it's a song that I really, really like. Um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say about, about it. It's, it's, this, this is a tough, some, sometimes it's tough just because like it's, it's a song that I know I like, but I can't figure out what to say about it. And then other times we have episodes like, uh, like last week where we, had, we both had so much to say about um, Better Open the Door more than we expected to. It's, I'm, I've got a, I've got it pleasantly stuck in my head right now, but I'm just like, yeah, it's like, like how he sings. I like how the I like the I like the guitar. I like the like the egg shaker. <laughs> I, like the, <laughs> I like the drumming a lot. Um, and yeah, even yeah. even so, the the there's some really nice subtle touches with the like what is just straight up the the piano or you know the the keyboard, but the there's some some moments where it's just clear piano keys playing i like that as well yeah yeah i definitely i definitely like the keys that's 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 something that that um i think i didn't you know i'm always bad at hearing stuff like that in like first listen and when i'm not listening for it but listening for it like i like i do when when we're recording for this i definitely hear a lot and i heard a lot actually especially in the video where they talk about it the yes yeah where they play in the background and I'm like oh there's the piano mm-hmm. like okay then then I went back and listened I'm like yep okay now I can definitely hear it um generally I like when that you know in anything um to me that sounds like like very much like just kind of the just a normal piano and I like hearing that in the music it's like there's a clearness to it even though it is so brief yeah no for sure um you know, and I, I think I, I like the sort of musical breakdown, the 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 solo ish mm-hmm. part, the or however the I'm trying to remember it in my mind without it playing, but like that's that's sort of how it goes. Like mm-hmm. it's I don't know, it's a nice little solo. It was, what's interesting about this one, um, so they they talked about the, really the only thing they talked about in the video uh, <laughs> was that this song had been kicking around for basically five or six years since it was written for commit this to memory and they like kept trying to put it on the next album and the next album and then finally you know so it was written for the second album and they tried to put it on the third album the fourth album and finally put it figured out how to put it on the fifth album and it's like the third to last song on the fifth album right whereas like Mm. circuits and wires is a song that i think came from my dinosaur life era and then they they did again you know they finally put it on go um the worst is to come also actually is from my dinosaur life era. I think go a lot of go seems to be, or this was sort of written for this other album and we finally put it together and put it on this album, which, um, which might be why it gets kind of a bad rap, right? Like, I don't know if people know that, but it, it does sound a little bit like, uh, like it's a hodgepodge of, of what they'd previously done. Um, and, and obviously some newer stuff too, but, uh, I, I really like the way he sings on bad idea. It sounds so, this album is a lot less pop punk and a lot more indie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it works with Justin's voice. Like the, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like his voice was always a little too perfect for pop punk. We've, we've said this many times that, uh, <laughs> that like, you know, pop punk voices are a little bit raw and grittier. And like you, you listen to Blink and, especially blink right where they're they they're not great singers blink and green day like green day's you know billy joe's not a great singer um patrick stump is is a bit of an exception there and uh and brendan urie we have said has gotten better over time mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> and I think Haley Williams is also really good. But uh, but you know, early, early and 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 mid pop punk, a lot of those just weren't as good. Um, in fact, there's uh, we haven't talked about when you're around yet. Um, but uh, there's that cover of when you're around from like state champs and modern baseball. Um, and uh, I forget the third band that, that like there's a one recently of when you're around, right. Sick of the, like the, the people in a group at the bank, just really, I, I think that was when you're around. Uh, I can't wait to get to that song, man. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. One of those. I know this is, uh, I, I know real, this is a, a, a not, super narrow but it it is a song that involves them yelling fuck and <laughs> I just, i'm pretty sure it's when you <laughs> um it was real friends candy heart stick up kid modern baseball state champs they do a cover of when you're around and you can really hear that like you know they're the the them trying to sing the Justin parts is like it's they're just sort of like yelling and it's fine like it it works for the style that it is but it's just like but all I could do is close my, like it's it just doesn't sound like it sounds endearingly bad you know in a way um, whereas Justin <laughs> like Justin's <laughs> like it, it doesn't sound bad like they're they can't sing it sounds you know, in a way bad on purpose because that's the sound they're going for. And it, and it really works, um, as, as a very like stripped down sound, but like Justin's voice is just so like perfect, uh, in the, in the range he's in, um, that, you know, it's, it's kind of weird for pop punk. Uh, and so when he does it for pop punk, the rest of the song is raw, but then when he does it for this indie stuff with, with indie music, the, the voices are, are a lot more saccharine and perfect. So, it re his voice really really works I think in the more indie stuff on Go, um, which is fine. Like I I am not I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Go, and I'm a big fan of the pop punkier stuff. I like Go. Like there's not a song on this album that I really don't like, um, but um, and this is a song that I do particularly like particularly do like. But uh, it it is interesting that with with the indier stuff. Justin's voice makes more sense, but it's it's nice to hear the sh- the difference between his voice being, you know, I, I can't, I'm saying perfect. Like perfect is is maybe. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. No, you, you, I'm pedestal. liking this realization that, that you're having that that the songs like this and like Son of a Gun and also like True Romance, yeah, that I think of as particular moments of of really liking Justin singing. Uh, you know, as you're, as you're pointing out, here comes on the. On the India, yeah, and it's one of the, it's one of those things where like where, you know, I I think each album is almost a different genre, in in a way, like not and, and very similar genres, right? Like it's not like they changed from from you know punk to suddenly doing like, uh, <laughs> country, you know, mm-hmm. um, or or gospel or R and B, but like. They're all, they're all, you know, they're all in the same sphere. But like, you know, I think I Am the Movie is is pop punk. Commit this to memory is a little bit more emo. Um, the uh, uh, even if it kills me is very like power pop mm-hmm. in a different way, which again makes sense. We talked about a couple weeks ago um, with uh, that Adam Schlesinger was a you know one of the greatest power pop producers and writers. Um, 
you know, and so like it it makes sense that the album that he did a big production part of producing was very power poppy, and also Rick Ocasek uh, of the Cars. By the way, this album Go that we're talking about was produced by Ed Ackerson, mm-hmm. who also uh, has unfortunately passed away. He died uh, uh, late last year, I think October or November of last year. Um, but um, yeah, and then My Dinosaur Life is a little bit more, I think. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 a little bit pop punkier again. I think that's a little bit more emo. Like it's a little more emo and and uh, but it's 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 like a grungier emo, like it a grittier of, emo. Of like the alt, a lot of the alt rock I would I'd listen to. Yeah, the... like, like it's very like it's very like alt hardcore, like not hardcore, you know. But um, I don't know. And then Panic Stations, I think, goes back to be a little bit more pop, pop punk, alternative indie. Um, sort of, sort of going back to their roots, but it, it seems like in the middle there, especially, there's there's like distinct, you know, commit this to memory is more of an emo album. I'm uh, even if it kills me, more of a power pop album. Uh, My dinosaur life is more of a of a pop punk album with hardcore influences, and then go is more of an indie rock album. So it's it's it is it's always really cool to see them explore, you know. And and we talked uh, when we whenever we talk about I in the movie, and we talk about the that uh, that live acoustic set they did um which reportedly is there's like a recorded alternative versions of that whole album that they just haven't released that Josh, uh, has, Josh has kind of hinted a little bit at and, yeah, and in that, some cases yeah, like I already talked about some of the you know the recording the, the uh the secret recordings that have yet right. to make the light of day and we talked about you know capital H which had one of one of those on the uh the exclusive seven inch vinyl from the tour, uh, which I still need to send you the one I bought for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, so it, it is really interesting to hear them explore different things and different genres and different, like just, just, just all together, like a, a different sound in a lot of things. I love it. I Particular- love it when, when artists I like are, you know, I'm going to, going to bring up 21 pilots for the first time in a while, but they, you know they have a very eclectic discography, and I, I, you know it's the same with 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 Motion City soundtrack. I like the play what we want. You know if that if that you involves. Know, it's, it's interesting, right? Because I normally don't feel like I like that. I don't know why it works for me with Motion City, but like Childish Gambino, right? Like I really like the early Childish Gambino stuff. Like I like the EP, mm-hmm. and I like Camp, and there's some stuff off because the internet I like. Um, but like not most, I don't like most of it. And then awaken my love. And like, it's like, all right, like it's all right, you know? And, uh, I haven't really the, listened what do you think to it. You haven't really listened to it. I have listened to a lot of it. No, like I, I need to go and listen to a lot more of it, but, um, you know, it's, uh, I listen to parts of it and it seems fine, but it's just like, it's, you know, he's somebody who, who changes stuff and I'm like, all right, like I, I get it, you know, but like, I don't know if I'm about it. And then, um, Carly Ray has not made a mistake so that's fine uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, well uh, i guess i guess i i think of that as have been, having happening less with with you know donald glover because that sphere of music um you know hip-hop r&b alternative r&b already feels like they they have so much experimentation but i'm not really right. surprised no, that's true, right now i haven't listened to the latest weekend album but like he's somebody who i know does a lot of experimentation and, and changing oh, around man. stuff it's, and it's it's good his voice and like, is yeah, so and, good and, and, and i hear nothing but like really positive stuff about uh 
about him, you know, about about his album, his new album, and all that stuff. Um, for well, just but, just just in regards to you know, Dog Love Rice, like there is that difference in sounds, but I feel like, I, like that's that's kind of what I expect almost from that, you know, like. Um, I don't know. To use an example, I'm listening to the Igor album from Tyler the Creator a lot recently, and that's like there you have this experimentation, which again I I would expect. Whereas, yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's only just now it's just just now getting to the point where like like um, Rina Sawayama's just released an album. It's pop, but there's a lot of experimentation. Dua Lipa released an album few weeks ago again experimentation so that's now coming but where i feel like you it's know inter- it's interesting because right? like with, with with other bands i like a lot so like i like liquid 82 a lot but like the later stuff is a little different from the earlier stuff and i'm not a huge huge fan of it um like even even some parts of of self-untitled which is which everyone really really loves that album i'm like ah, yeah but it's just like i don't know i really like enema I'm not a huge, huge fan of Untitled. And like Neighborhoods is right out, you know, like I kind of like California, but that's like, that's the one without, without Tom DeLong, Right. And like, it's, it's barely even blink without Tom DeLong. But then like, you know, like, okay, go. Like I definitely, like their early stuff is very different from their later stuff. Like their second album. Oh no, that's the one with here. It goes again. And that is like a power pop. I love, I love those pop, videos, pop but I just, I'm not, I'm not listening to their, I don't think I've listened to a single song that they don't have one of their music videos accompanying. Yeah, yeah, I get that, right? They have a music video for a lot of songs. But like, um, I, I really, I, I, you know, Oh No is an album that I, I like just fine. And that is like in the genre that I like, right? Alternative rock, power pop, pop mm. punk. And then Of the Blue Color of the Sky is a lot more like psychedelic, funk, pop rock, like indie stuff. And I really, really like that album. Maybe it's because I got it for like a dollar. Um <laughs> Uh, like from okay, like okay, go ahead, like a thing that Christmas, like buy our album for a dollar, we'll ship it to you. And I bought it for a dollar, and they shipped it to me, and it was great. Um, and then it was in my car when my car got stolen, which was annoying. But uh, and then the next album sounds a little bit more like the third album, but but even more like electrics, like electronic stuff. You know, upside down and inside out is off of the and the writing on the wall. Those are off of the fourth album. Um, but like you know, uh, WTF, needing getting white knuckles. Those are off the third album, uh, so I don't know. I, I Wait, so Inside Out and Writing on the Wall were the same album. Yes. How, how long apart For, were those music videos? Uh, I don't know. So they haven't released an album since 2014. Um, Damn, but they do music videos like like once a year or something, Wait, something like that. Upside Down and Inside Out. We're, we're talking about the the the, the zero G That's plane. The air, that the zero that G was one, the fourth yeah. or their album for like 2014. That was yes. That was the 2014 album, and the music video came out in 2016. I, I mean, I like the songs plenty. It's just those videos are fucking sick. Videos are great. Yeah, right. So, writings on the wall was 2014. I, that was a that was promotion for the album. I had this Upside thing Inside Out where, came out two years uh, later. Where for like a few years, I would not for a few years, but like there were a couple times where I was like just I was sick and I was feeling like shit, and I would like a couple times it happened. I just found myself watching OK Go albums. Like while lying in bed feeling like shit, and yeah. I am po- both like the positive associations of like those were nice, but also like associating watching them with being ill. So, um, yeah, 
the one moment, by the way, also is off that album. That one came out twenty sixteen. I really like that song. The video Just came out twenty sixteen. Yeah, the music video is cool, but yeah. I, I do like that song. Yeah, yeah, but then like so of the of the third album videos, that's WTF was off the third album. This too shall pass is off the third album. All is not lost. Needing getting white knuckles and end love. Those are the ones with videos. Also, I want you so bad I can't breathe. Is that one not on the? Um, did that not have a music video? I don't know. I really like that album. The uh, of the of the blue color of the sky is uh, is an album that I'm a fan of. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's that's. Uh, it just depends for me, I guess. Like some bands play around and I like it, and some bands play around and I'm like, yeah, but could you not? Like I liked your other <laughs> stuff. So I don't well, know. You know. I, I kind of I, felt I, the way about uh, about. Death, Death Black's Random Access Memories, which is seems like their their most like I like like obviously you know Get Lucky, huge hit, quite enjoyable. But I just like yeah, but prefer the older stuff. Oh, Obsession, by the way, was also on the last album. That video came out twenty seventeen. They haven't done a video in a while, though. They haven't done anything in a while. I think when I say that, and I'm probably just like actually go and listen through Random Access Memories again for the first time in years and be like, oh yeah, this whole thing's this <laughs> whole thing's like awesome. It, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, that, that, that definitely they're most commercially successful. But like you know, it's 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 just different, right? Like it's not around the world, around the world, around the world, around the world. You know, like there's lyrics to it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but they also haven't had an album in a while. That was like 2011, and they haven't like, had an album since. They were then. like going to have. I was talking with a friend of mine who's just like really. I was with him. I guess they were like they were going to do another live series, and then it just didn't happen, and. They featured on Starboy. Yeah, they like, featured on a couple weekend albums, uh, weekend songs rather. Yeah, like you gotta think um, how impressive is is the weekend to be able to get Daft Punk. Like, it, I think they're just happy to not be. You know, like there's some some someone who pointed out, like you know that those. I feel like it was somebody's pointing out that, like there's they for sure just hired people to go to the Grammys in those outfits. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cause like the, why wouldn't you right like if if your thing is that you put helmets on and nobody knows what you look like, then just like send people to appearances to be you if they're not like especially if like your whole thing is electronic music right like mm-hmm. do you think Daft Punk was actually even in Tron Legacy? <laughs> It'd be so funny if that wasn't them in the outfits. How they just paid people to show up be? on set. They just paid people to show up on set to be them. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, we know what they look like, right? Like, you can find pictures of them online. Oh, you I can, love like, it. You can look at pictures of them. I love it. Like, it's just it's just the, you know, there's one of the pictures of, like, uh, Thomas, I think. Um, yeah. Thomas and, and Guy Manuel, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just, I just was looking at a picture of one of them recently. Just kind of just holding a pizza. <laughs> Why? Well, it's fundamentally a very funny picture to me. It's like, this is Daft Punk. Holding the pizza. I would find it um, amazing if they did not like if we just like in ten years they're like yeah by the way we never actually showed up for on set on Tron Legacy we just like sent our helmets and let them put someone else in instead <laughs> who would know who would know the difference <laughs> like legitimately even if they like told the producers like listen we're telling you right now we're not going to show up but you have the rights to use our likeness because we're we're doing the music for the movie we just don't want to fly to L A. Like have just here's oh, no, here's think, how to make think, the helmets. I think, I think uh, Thomas lives in L.A. I think they might Does both he? live well, in L.A. You, I know I know what you're getting at. We don't want to show up. <laughs> like they just, just I don't like, want to just... drive across town. Just fucking yeah, right. Take a production assistant, stick a helmet on him. 
It's my new headcanon. <laughs> they never actually showed up for. In fact, they never. They're legacy. never. Anytime you see it, it's not them. Because why would it be? I bet. Um, I bet they showed up for Kanye. Why? Why would they? I feel like Kanye would want to see that them. That was basically just a sample. <laughs> to show up for a sample. <laughs> no, no. He uh, at the when Kanye performed stronger, like the was it the VMAs or the Grammys a few years ago? Yeah, but they're not singing. Not a few years ago. No, but like, like the pyramid was there, I think. Just send Left Shark. Like <laughs> put, a, <laughs> put left put Left Shark in a Daft Punk costume. You're good to go. But I tell you what, all of these tangents sure feel like a bad idea. I'm here to tell you So here's the thing, right? There's not really a lot to talk about with Bad Idea. I love Bad Idea. <laughs> it's a great song. But uh, there's lyrically, I mean, like, I've, I, there's, there's certain lyrics we can be like, I really like this line, right? Like, I really like, I've terrorized the seas of way back when. This little heart of mine has drunk its weight in blood red wine. Mm-hmm. You know, th- so this, this is a song, actually. We've talked a little bit about, um, <laughs> let's get back to talking about the song. We've talked a little bit about the, the fact that sometimes Justin just doesn't care if stuff rhymes or not. Um, which works sometimes, but in this one, like he really, it really seems like he went out of his way to get stuff to rhyme. So the first verse doesn't really at all, right? Like bad ideas, hanging them with the good, loot the awful truth, kind of. Mm-hmm. Sleep for nearly fifteen years, all the dreams I've ever had, I wait life, I'm not yet living. Okay, um, felt alone I was here and there. Nothing ever seemed right, quite right, so I kissed off into the night, which is, it's an interesting way to write it. There was a thought that was a bleeding thread. Nothing ever lasts that long within the confines of my head. Mm-hmm. It's there's something just about like you know what he's saying. I don't know. Like there was a thought, and I I don't like I don't have a good memory, right? Like I just don't like things come in in one ear and out the other. But like nothing ever lasts that long within the confines of my head. Like it it, it seems it seems kind of like maybe he confined himself to okay. I want to have things rhyme and I want to match the syllable scheme that I've set down to match. Now let me write it. And it really, really, really works, I think. Um, you know, uh, this little heart of mine has drunk its weight in blood red wine. Well, you know, this, this kind of goes back of to the, the whole, you know, they've been trying to make this since commit this to memory, so. Yeah, well, I think one big thing that uh, that, Josh said in the video about this song is that um, they didn't really have a chorus. Like they they had to, they reworked the chorus and found this chorus at some point and also, you know, played with the tempo and played with the guitars. I really would wonder what this would, what this sounded like, the original Commitments to Memory version yeah, of this like demo. I really, really would love to hear. And I wonder, I wonder uh, if, if this sure was like he was, they were, he was writing like, you know, post, just post I Am The Movie, just, you know, how, like how, how old is this really? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I really, really would love to hear like the original demos. Um, but so the chorus, I want to tell you there's no one now that I ever believed in more than you. Mm-hmm. I want to know if there's anyone you ever believed in more than me. And I, also, I'm here to tell you I'm not okay. All those things I can never say out loud. I think that's also really part of it. It's a pre-chorus, I guess. Um, but uh, he... So Josh said they didn't have the chorus. They really had, they had the verses. They had some parts of it. But the chorus, they kind of got around the time of this album. So first of all, I wonder what the original chorus was, if there was a chorus, because they've done that where they just don't do a chorus 
um, on commit this to memory, so it's not not out of the ordinary for them. But like this, this is this is such like a simple chorus, right? Like, I wonder it's one of those what would happen where... if you edited this to cut the chorus and just played it that way. Like, what do you mean? Like, like cut the whole chorus or cut just the like the pre-chorus and the chorus? Cut the chorus, not the pre-chorus, but cut the chorus. You know, so go straight from yeah. all those things you can never say aloud to I've terrorized the seas way back when. Let me let me try that right now. Let's <laughs> let's do you want to do that live or do you want to put that in post? Fuck it, we'll do it live. Jesus Christ, hold on. I can't get my headphones on and put the guitar up at the same time. Let's try this. Oh hell let's yeah, hell yeah, way. hell yeah. Alright. Um so I, I, I was going to play, play my cover of this later on, but this will be the cover for the episode, I guess. Because we, we only found one cover, and uh, I think it's, it was like it was a, a young girl on YouTube. I don't think it was very good, but I don't want to like discourage her, you know, and I didn't have anything really nice to say about it, so I don't want to say anything <laughs> at all. Um, so here is uh, my live cover now of Bad Idea. Where's my pick? There's my pick. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to cut the chorus and see how it sounds, so... tell you all my bad ideas I hang them with the good to dilute the awful truth I've been asleep for nearly 15 years all the dreams I've ever had outweigh the life I'm not yet living I've felt along the walls of here and there but nothing ever seemed quite right so I kissed off into the night there was a thought, there was a bleeding thread But nothing ever lasts that long within the confines of my head I wanna tell you I'm not okay And all the things you can never say out loud I've terrorized the seas of way back when This little heart of mine has drunk its weight in blood red wine And then I forget the next line But as the years begin to creep I have to hope that I'll be fine I'm here to tell you I'm not okay And all those things I could never say out loud I'd like to tell you all my bad ideas I hang them with the good to dilute the awful truth So that's what that would sound like, kind of. Dude, you did. I mean, you're, better. You're you know, so, Justin's better. That, you know, I mean, Justin's better, but that's not. You did real well there. That was real good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, did, I mean, the one that I recorded earlier, I did not like very much. You were. That um, was great. Really, 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 but, it really and, was great. It's, you're not, it's not fair to be like, you're not the guy who's a professional singer for... That's <laughs> true. I, I, I feel like I've done better, but uh, I, I don't know how this one just sounded. No, and also, like some, were, of it was, you know. some of it was fixing stuff live. I definitely made a couple of mistakes, but like, I, it, it is interesting, I right? Know, it's it's all, weird. It sounds like with in, if, if the, the chorus replaced with a little bit of a music break, it almost sounds like it could have been... Like, I don't know. It at first I'm like at first my expectation you know, but with the expectation being that it goes into the chorus, you're thinking, Oh, like, no, that's not right. But then it's like I don't know, it kind of felt it It's it also I mean if if you're thinking of a commit this to memory, right, it would be a little less acoustic, right? I played it on an acoustic mm-hmm. guitar, you would probably have mood. driving 
more yeah more more moog and uh and driving electric guitars and and you know i don't know i don't know how the drums would be but probably well you know that that's, a a, little, that's an interesting thing that i've i've wanted to be a little harder talking about the drums on the core specifically because this is uh as i was saying earlier something that popped out to me um i don't know if you notice this in the chorus, but the drums are going really along the the beat and, and he's it's i want to tell you that there was no one that i ever I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm butchering the beat there but it's uh, uh you know in preparing for this i was also listening to other songs on go like specifically trying to listen for the drum accompaniment to the lyrics and i just i feel like this is something i notice or something i, I feel like i'm beginning to be trained to notice which is when he is like when the drum and the the lyric are like in exact harmony mm-hmm. that's something i really enjoy and that's something that i you know at least at least notice here didn't notice it on where's does yet to come or have a happy anniversary also early on on uh when i was listening to true romance um or it's to like the drums, but it's nothing as much as, you know, like where it feels like you're hearing again. I want to tell you that there was no one that I, which I really liked. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's, we did covers. We did. Is, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Any other? Just, you know, I think the, the meaning is also pretty, it's not, not a, maybe not super clear, but also not ambiguous. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's pretty straightforward, right? Like bad ideas, relationships, not okay. You know, kind it of. Can that. Be, yeah, it can be relationshipy, but like you know, it's just you know, little heart of my drug is weight and blood red wine. He was an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Uh, hope that I'll be fine. Like it's 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 you know, it's a song a little bit about anxiety. I think mostly about anxiety, right? Like it's it's sort of. Uh, all the dreams I've ever had, I would laugh at night living asleep for nearly fifteen years. I honestly. The more I read it, the more I think it's probably just about his alcoholism, right? Been asleep for nearly 15 years. That's This is 2012. He got sober before the last album, 2010. And, you know, probably been an alcoholic for about 15 years. Like, that. that's reasonable. Um, and if, if especially if this is written in, uh, in Commit This to Memory era, right? Like, what, 28? Probably started drinking at 13, maybe a little early, but... I was born in 76. So maybe around 17 when he started drinking, based on timelines, maybe 16. Well, yeah, ba- on, on this song, right? But like, if, if we assume that it was written, commit this to memory, right, so like. 92, 93, 15 years, kind. I mean, it does, you know. Well, if, if it, 1990, if we're, if we're assuming it was written around the time of commit well, this yeah, to memory, I, mean, I, think, I think some of but, it. But it's possible. It may could have changed, right? I've been asleep for nearly seven years, changes to. 12 years, 13 years, whatever, whatever works lyrically. We talked about that in the here away, right? Like yeah, yeah. does 80 back in 1984 makes more sense than 1987 lyrically. No, so it just I, changed it a little bit. All the dreams I've ever had that way. The life I'm not you living also seems more like, I don't know. It seems both like something he could say retrospectively, but also something he could say, you know, like, like as he is just beginning. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think, in I think, you know, I, I think, a lot of it is regret uh, coupled with anxiety coupled with the alcoholism yeah the the one uh, on the one person on song meaning says seems to be about coming to terms with unhappiness in your current status slash phase in life so I mean like yeah for sure um yeah I like it though I'm a fan 
but I, I do like, yeah, as years begin to creep, I have to hope that I'll be fine. I think as again, like regret, I think it's everything in one, right? Regret, anxiety, hope that I'll be fine. Future freaks me out. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the alcoholism, like as I get older and older, I got to hope that like, you know, maybe this disease doesn't fucking kill me. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember how many times he's gone to rehab. Um, cause I think it was after, even if it kills me that he really went into rehab and maybe, maybe parts of these were written, you know, after who knows how, how many of the lyrics are the same from the commit this to memory version to the go version, you know, um, like it's, it's fully reasonable to assume that, that parts of it were written later. Um, we like, we, you know, uh, we talked about Antonia where different versions had different lyrics because it's just a list of things. Right. Mm-hmm. So. And that that's that's all in one album, let alone uh, or um, uh, I think even if it kills me is another one that like uh, last night last night is one where they added a whole other breakdown. I can't wait to talk about that one because uh, we have the the demo uh, again from the even if it kills me tenth um, anniversary edition. You have the demo where there's a whole other like breakdown section that's added near the end of the song um, that I think really like adds a lot to it. Absolutely, many songs. Um, many songs. I can't wait to talk about. Yeah, for in fact, sure. In fact, for most sure. of them still left. <laughs> There's, we're we're 16 in out of 100 and something. So we we're like a we're we're over a tenth of the way there. We're not we're not quite going to be Blink 155 length, uh, and our episodes aren't going to be quite Blink 155 length either. Not it's yet. It's funny because so if you listen to yeah right if you listen to early episodes of the blink 155 they talk about how the episodes are recorded super long and then they cut them down a lot and then like uh i think i forget which one i think sam tells josiah like stop cutting them down so much uh everyone wants to hear the long versions and so suddenly episodes go from an hour to (laughs) two and a half um which i think this one's gonna be a long one because we talked a lot about other things (laughs) (laughs) so uh so we'll see maybe that's that's what podcasts are these days this <laughs> is hey listen we're gonna sit down to ostensibly talk about the thing we want to talk about but we're not gonna talk about that uh, <laughs> uh any final thoughts on bad idea jake i like it i like oh, it also too. none none thoughts none thoughts none thoughts uh that is it then for this episode of motion city podcast if you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Kuhan. Jake is at the boredom line, no longer at xfip minus. Uh, that account will just redirect you to the boredom line, which is nice. Uh, and uh, you can follow the show uh, at Motion City Pod. You can email us motioncitypod at gmail.com, Instagram Motion City Pod. Follow the band on Instagram. Yeah, I think they, they really prefer Instagram. A lot of people prefer Instagram. I've never really preferred Instagram, but um, they seem to. So follow them on Instagram. I think they're pretty much the same as they are on Twitter. Uh, Tony as Tony Thaxton, I think. Uh, Justin is, I believe, still JCPM. Yeah, Tony is Tony Thaxton. Justin is JCPMCS. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse Mack. He, they, they all use Instagram. Matt is Matthew S. Taylor, I believe. Let me double check. Yes, Matt is Matthew S. Taylor. Who am I missing? Oh, Josh. Josh is Joshua Allen Kane. He, I think, uses Instagram less. His last Insta is four weeks ago. He tweets a lot. 
<laughs> about his usually about, about his, his twitch. himself on Twitch. Yep, that's usually about his Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Chudy I T S C H E W D Y. He's streaming now. It's good. Usually is uh, Claudio is at Claude at at Claudio Rivera. Um, he also tweets more, but his is again mostly political retweets. Uh, is that all of them? Is that everybody? <laughs> The band is uh, Motion City Soundtrack on uh, on Instagram. Motion City Music on Twitter. Uh, I think that's all of. I think that's everything. Give us money on Patreon if you want to, or don't if you don't want to. It's fine too. That's it. That's it. That's all the things. Uh, that's gonna do it for this edition of Motion City Podcast. Until next time. I want to tell you there's no one that ever believed in more than you. That's nice. That's a good one. I think it's a good one. I think that's a, I think that's a firm maybe. I'd like to tell you all my bad ideas. I hang them with the good to dilute the awful truth. I want to tell you there is no one that I ever believed in more than you. I want to know if there was